Welcome to Aunt Blanche's Story Corner and to another adventure in your imagination. Well, in my imagination, I recently met with author and former pastor J. Calvin Reed, and he told me of a really interesting place that he'd traveled to. Let me read what he told me. This is what he said. In my travels here and there in the world of imagination, I came one day to the country of Birdland. There, I chanced upon the town of Wington. Wington is very much like a number of towns which you may be acquainted with, and its church life is not very different from that in the church of which you might be a member. But for one thing, all of the inhabitants of Wington are birds. Most interesting, many of their ideas and habits are like our own. The birds of Winton, I am convinced, are almost human. Take, for example, Bill Whippoorwill and Hoo Hoo Owl. These two young birds are a lot like some young people that I've known that think they really are smarter than their parents. Well, Listen now to what happened to those two in Moonstruck by J. Calvin Reed. Bill Whippoorwill and Hoo Hoo Owl are getting very, very tired of being in the hospital. But Dr. Snowbird says they'll have to stay at least two weeks more. The accident was quite serious. Both of Bill's legs were broken, while Hoo-Hoo suffered a fractured skull and a broken wing. I suppose the trouble really began on that Sunday evening about six weeks ago, when Bill and Hoo-Hoo were watching the moon rise. It was full that night, and ever so big and bright, as it slipped up over the hill. "'Wouldn't it be nice if we had the moon with us all the time?' said Bill. "'I do hate those dark, gloomy nights when the moon doesn't come. "'It's so hard to see the gnats and mosquitoes "'that sometimes we don't have enough to eat for supper.' "'If we could catch the moon,' suggested Hoo-Hoo, "'we could hang it in that big tree there beside our nest. "'Then we wouldn't have any more dark, gloomy nights.' Why don't we, said Bill. It isn't far. It's just beyond yonder hill. With that, Mrs. Owl and Mrs. Whippoorwill, who were sitting nearby, laughed out loud. My, my, said Mrs. Whippoorwill. What will you children think of next? But, Mother, can't we fly over there and catch the moon? We'll hurry back. Hoo-hoo can take hold of one side, and I can hold the other, and we'll bring it home with us. Then you and Mrs. Owl can hang it in the tree, and every night our yard will be pretty and bright as it is now. Bill, said Mrs. Whippoorwill, the moon isn't just beyond that hill. It's thousands and thousands of miles away. Also, it weighs several million tons, added Mrs. Owl, a rather heavy load for two little birds. Yes, and another thing, said Mrs. Whippoorwill, there's no air up there where the moon is, so even if you could fly that far, you wouldn't be able to breathe. 
So, children, said Mrs. Owl very, very gravely, you must never, never try to fly to the moon. It's too dangerous to even think about. Next evening, as it began to grow dark, Bill said to Hoo-Hoo, Our mothers don't know everything. Sometimes they act like old fogies. I don't believe the moon is that far away. I don't either, said Hoo-Hoo. Anybody can see that it comes up just on the other side of that hill. I get so tired of Mother saying, Don't do this, don't do that. So do I, said Bill. Let's slip over to the top of the hill right now, and when the moon comes up, we'll grab it and carry it home. We can put it in the top of the tree ourselves. Then we'll tell our mothers it fell down from the sky and lodged up there. So away they flew to the top of the hill, which wasn't very far away. And there they sat, side by side on a limb, waiting for the moon to rise. They didn't have to wait long, for in less than five minutes, sure enough, the moon appeared. Only it came up over the hill just beyond them, instead of at the place where they were sitting. There it is, said Bill. Let's go get it. And away they flew straight toward the moon. Look, said Hoo-Hoo as they came closer. It's coming to meet us. Yes, it is, replied Bill. Only there are two moons instead of one. Isn't that wonderful? You can catch one and I'll catch the other. I'll take the one on the right, said Hoo-Hoo, and you take the one on the left. My, aren't we having fun? Mothers don't know everything, do they? And that's the last word either of them spoke until they came to in the hospital. For you see, the two moons turned out to be the headlights of an automobile, which came up over the hill, just as Bill and Hoo-Hoo were expecting the moon. The driver doesn't know yet what it was. It hit his windshield. Thump, thump. But believe me, Bill and Hoo-Hoo know. They know another thing, too, that it would not be a bad idea to pay more attention to what they're taught in Sunday school. For guess what the memory verse was for their teacher that very Sunday before their accident? Yep, you're right. The fifth commandment. Honor your father and your mother that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God has given you. I do hope that all the other birds in Wington will be more careful to remember on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday the lessons which they learn at church on Sunday. Well, there's another story about a young bird in Wington that had a hard time believing that his parents knew best. His name is Baldy. And I bet you can guess from that name what he is. He's an eagle. You've heard of bald eagles, right? Well, this is a story about Baldy, and his story is called Learning to Fly. Let's see what Baldy learns about his parents' advice in this story, also by J. Calvin Reed. I don't know what is the matter with Baldy, said Mrs. Eagle to Mr. Eagle. 
He's four weeks old tomorrow, and he won't even try to fly. What does he say when you ask him to try? asked Papa Eagle. He says he's afraid he'll fall. Says it makes him dizzy to look down. He screams, he cries, he does everything but flap his wings. My patience is completely exhausted. Later that evening, Mr. Eagle said to Baldy, Son, what do you want for your birthday tomorrow? How about an airplane? No, I don't like airplanes. Why, son? Because they scare me. Don't you want to learn to fly? No, I'm afraid I might fall. But Mother and I both fly, and we don't fall. Yes, but uh, I'm sure I would. I don't want to fly. Mr. Eagle sat thinking for a moment. He couldn't understand why a son of his should be afraid to fly. He felt Baldy must have some reason for his fear. Son, he said, have you ever seen anyone get hurt by trying to fly? Baldy hesitated, and he said, That's the way Bushy Squirrel sprained his ankle. What do you mean? asked Mr. Eagle. Then Baldy told him the whole story, as now I tell it to you. Bushy Squirrel had come over one afternoon to Baldy's nest when both Mr. and Mrs. Eagle were away. After a while, Bushy said, My daddy's the best climber in all the world. He can climb the highest tree in the forest. But my daddy can fly over the tops of all the trees, said Baldy. He can fly away up almost to the sun. That's nothing, said Bushy. Flying is easy, but climbing is hard. If you think flying's easy, why don't you try it, said Baldy. I dare you. Of course, Bushy had never seen his father or mother fly, but he'd heard them talking one night about flying squirrels, and he didn't like to pass up a dare, so he said, All right, here I go, watch me. And with that, he jumped off the limb, spread out his feet, swished his tail, and headed straight for the ground. Probably he would have been killed, but for the fact that he landed on a big limb about 20 feet below. He grabbed it with his claws and held on for dear life. He was so frightened that he lay quite still for several minutes before he dared to move and Baldy Eagle was almost as scared as he was. Both of them decided then and there that they would never, never try to fly again. That is the story Baldy told his daddy. When he'd finished, Mr. Eagle said, Baldy, why didn't you tell us before? Because, said Baldy, Bushy didn't want anyone to know. He was afraid that his mother might shut him up in a hole in a tree for being a naughty boy. Am I going to be punished for daring him to fly? No, son, said Mr. Eagle, because I'm going to dare you to fly. You see, squirrels are not made to fly, but eagles were. Bushy does not have wings, but you do. If you spread them out and flap them, they will hold you up. Come on now, I dare you. 
I can't, Daddy. I'm afraid I might fall. And Baldy was about ready to cry. Then Mr. Eagle did a very strange thing, a thing that looked quite heartless. He pushed Baldy out of the nest and right off the edge. Down, down he started to fall, and then for some reason he hardly knew, he began flapping his wings. And what do you think? He stopped falling and started to rise instead. That's the way, son, called Mr. Eagle. Keep on flapping your wings. Let's see you make it back to the nest. Up, up, a foot at a time came Baldy until he was almost to the edge of the nest, but he couldn't make it. His strength was gone, and he was out of breath, and now again he was falling, falling, just as fast as Bushy Squirrel fell when he tried to fly. Baldy thought it was all over for him, when all of a sudden he felt something soft underneath his feet and realized he was sailing out into the air. Here I am, son, said Mr. Eagle, who'd swooped down under him and caught him on his wide back. Now I'll show you how much fun it is to fly. And they sailed out into the open and up and across a river and over the top of a mountain and up toward the blue of the sky. When they were almost back home again, Mr. Eagle said, Son, I think you've learned a very important lesson. Our fears are our worst enemies. They frighten us and make us unhappy. And the only way to get rid of them is to face them and do the very thing they tell us not to do. That is why I pushed you out of the nest. You would always have been a coward and unhappy inside unless you tried to fly. I'm not afraid now, said Baldy, and I'm rested too, see? And with that he spread his little wings and sailed off his father's back, and they flew on home together, side by side. As they landed on the edge of the nest, Baldy said, I've changed my mind. I do want an airplane for my birthday tomorrow. You shall have it, said Mr. Eagle. Your mother and I are so very proud of our brave little son. What a wonderful lesson I think there is in that story, not just about minding parents, but to all of us, is that the greatest thing we have to fear sometimes is just the fear itself. There's so many things that can frighten us. But God is there to take care of us and to protect us. And he tells us over and over and over, hundreds of times, as a matter of fact, in the Bible, God tells us to fear not. Well, I hope you've enjoyed these two stories from Bird Life and Wington by J. Calvin Reed. I think it's fun to imagine birds as people. There are more stories about birds with people personalities that I'll be reading to you in future episode. Thanks to Erdman's Publishing Company for being nice enough to let me share these stories with you. Closing now with this reminder by Cecil Francis Alexander. All things bright and beautiful, 
all creatures great and small, all things wise and wonderful. The Lord God made them all. Join me again for more stories from Bird Life in Winton in Aunt Blanche's Story Corner. <laughs>